How's that? <laughs> there we are. We're ready to go. Long time no see. Yeah. Uh, great to see you. Um, we're going to get into our experience together. Uh, we, we spent some time at UND. Uh, we're both UND alums. We'll get into that experience. Uh, but to start, Sarah, um, I know, did you go to Perry Meridian for high school? Let's say, let's go back to that time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. And uh, what were some things that you were involved with in high school? Well, I was definitely involved in a variety of things. So anywhere from speech and debate to then show choir, all the musicals and plays, I just really enjoyed that for the most part, but really like to stay pretty involved in school overall. Okay. Yeah. And I, I did uh, radio and TV at Carmel. So I, I've been in this for a decade now. Uh and Perry Meridian isn't that far from UND. So, I mean, was UND always like the first choice when it came to college? Um, so I looked at a few different schools. My sister went to IEPUI. So naturally was kind of looking into similar choices as her, um, but went on a tour at UND and then just fell in love and just knew that's where I wanted to be. And now history <laughs> yeah the rest speaks for itself uh communication always like the area of study you wanted to go into so hilariously I met Audrey when I was working at a store in Greenwood and she was buying hair products and I had um had basically received word that I had received scholarship to go to UND um, and so I had the opportunity to chat with her and the checkout line and learn a little bit more about communication and then um, essentially looked into that and actually nursing and then ultimately decided that communication was for me. was super excited to be involved in radio and TV and, and have that type of experience. Um, yeah. so history ever since I met Audrey. She <laughs> won me over. <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned Audrey because she was my uh, academic advisor. So she she was actually the first person I met, too, on campus uh, and, you know, gave me a little bit of, of a background into the uh, department. And um, you eventually joined uh, forensics, which sounds like CSI, but it's it's the speech and debate team, right? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like something else than what it is. Um and for a while, uh, Audrey was the instructor for that program. Uh, how would you describe that experience being a part of that? Oh, my gosh. I think that's where I really found a love for speech and debate was through Audrey. Um, she's just one of a kind, as you know, very <laughs> well. Um, she has just the biggest heart. And she's not afraid to, to speak her mind and share her critique. And that experience of traveling, receiving that type of critical feedback pretty consistently, I think really helped me develop um, and really have a lasting impact. Uh, we had a ton of fun, uh, too much fun. I can count a few times <laughs> Audrey had to keep us quiet on the bus and in class and other places because we just we love to have fun but it was it was such a rewarding experience and definitely recommend it for someone that's you know going into college considering a, a variety of things even if you're not a communication major those skill sets that you learn in speech and debate really carry you through the rest of your life what would you say are the things that you learned that still stick with you i think uh, being able to speak in front of a room, um, you mm. having more practice, it's uncomfortable for everyone, maybe not for yourself. <laughs> for you and I, it's old hat, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it takes time, it takes practice, and um, it's really a lifelong skill that you continuously own and develop right? Nobody's absolutely perfect at it, but man, starting um, early and especially in college to have the opportunity to get critiqued and learn specific skill sets um, to help you with um, being able to speak in front of large crowds, being able to provide um, didactic. I mean, in my current role, I use that all the time. I'm constantly having to, to teach courses, assist with courses, 
um, critique faculty and provide feedback. So all those skills have just been reoccurring and use them pretty much every day. One thing that uh, I would think you'd get really good at, and I, I deal with this all the time having to do the show is uh, eye contact, like making sure that you have proper eye contact with each person in the room. Like, does that, I feel like that would help build a consensus no matter what job you're in. <laughs> Oh my gosh, definitely. And I feel like the whole comm department and, and let me know your thoughts too, Jimmy, but <laughs> I mean, even Scott would always provide us with feedback, even though our faces weren't necessarily on radio. I mean, really right. those skill sets translate into pretty much any career field you go in. Um, and that tough critique was really, really impactful. Yeah, we'll get into uh, all of the details with, with the radio program here in a minute, but I wanted to ask, uh, I know I took a public speaking course separate. Uh, it was one of the credits that you had to take. Uh, with the forensic background, were you exempt from a public speaking course or you had to take an extra? <laughs> no shortcuts. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, uh, I, it was one of my favorite classes, though, for sure. It definitely made it easier being on speech and debate, for sure. <laughs> I, so that, that had to be probably a class most people worry about but you're you're not worried about it with your background <laughs> no I'd take it every day over finance or anything yeah. like that <laughs> it doesn't involve math um but I I've I've heard this uh you know throughout time that a lot of people would prefer to die instead of public speak and I said uh I would tell the story of uh Chris Farley at Marquette doing his public speaking uh he was at the time i think he was a theater and communication major and uh it was a how-to speech and in order to make it interesting uh his roommate said I'll, I'll work on your speech and he said i i don't care what you do chris but you got to drink beer <laughs> you know so chris brings three beers cracks one open and when he cracks one open the teacher's like you know what the hell are you doing and chris says it's for my speech so he grabs the beer, walks outside, and uh, after a few seconds, he lets out like this animal scream <laughs> and walks in on all fours, has his shirt over his head, chest exposed with his jacket still on, jumps onto the teacher's desk, pushes half the papers onto the floor, chucks the rem <laughs> chugs the remainder of his beer, and whips the can across the room, hitting the wall, turns to the class and says, how to? Get someone's attention by Chris Farley. <laughs> so he nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a thirty-second speech, that's all you have to do. But um, I, 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 I think that there's a degree of like fearlessness with, with public speaking. I know from being a volunteer uh, in my younger days that uh, getting in front of an audience after you do that, there's really not much else. Um, my and also I'll mention this uh, since we're talking. Um, my dad was a singer. Were, are you comfortable singing on stage? That's different than talking. <laughs> yeah, your dad is a legend. Let me just say that I yeah, love uh, all the things that you share about him. Incredible, incredible music he created, and I, I love that that legacy is living on. But. Um, yes, uh, definitely in high school, being involved in the musicals and things had no fear when it came to that, just because I love to sing and okay. still do, but now definitely uh, just in the shower. Or in the <laughs> <laughs> Not Favorite. for the that's for sure. It was just more for fun uh, okay. than anything else. Um, well, and we would go out, uh, you know, to the bars, bar hop uh, downtown. What's uh what's a go-to karaoke song for you if you had to pick one? Oh, truthfully, I've <laughs> never never done karaoke. <laughs> no, as someone that loves to sing, you'd be surprised, but definitely would be way too shy in that environment. For some reason, yeah. if it's performance, you're pretending to be someone else. I can channel that a lot easier than being, you know. Okay. Sarah Hewitt <laughs> up at the karaoke bar. <laughs> yeah, I've never done it, but I'd love to hear your choice. <laughs> oh boy, um, Pride and Joy by Steve Ray Vaughan. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, something that I could like do an imitation of SRV with, maybe I don't know. Um, 
and you know you mentioned yeah. dad he never liked karaoke because you know he's a pro that's like that's practice yeah. you know to the to the average or to the to the musician but um yeah. I, I know that you um I know that you lost your dad when you were only 11. Um, talk to me about your dad. What do you remember about him? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we we share this common pain, don't we, Jimmy? Um, yeah, we you know, my uh, father was uh, a little bit older than probably most folks' fathers. So he mm -hmm. was in Vietnam just to paint the picture for you. <laughs> um, and a lot of folks, uh, when I was in elementary school, thought he was my grandpa. So, you know, full on oxygen tank, in and out of the VA hospital since I was born, had his first heart, heart attack way before I was born. So I definitely was a surprise <laughs> okay. yeah. for my family. So, you know, I remember him being in that States, going through a lot of surgeries. Um, he had uh, specifically a surgery where it resulted in an, uh, an injury, uh, essentially, and he had to have a colostomy bag. Um, mm. And really, that memory kind of took me on a path really to the career I'm at now in medical device, understanding safety with utilizing devices and advocating for patient safety and safe and efficacious use. So, um, you know, that is uh, some of the sadder memories, I suppose, but uh, right. he had a great sense of humor. I can remember us going to the apple orchard and what do you know, he takes out his <laughs> pocket knife and you can't do that on a class field trip. <laughs> so all <laughs> screamed and just ran off because they saw the knife, but he couldn't bite into the apple because he had dentures. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. Like this is a natural thing to do. And, you know, however, <laughs> first grader me is just totally embarrassed and he right. fell asleep on the bus and, you know, all <laughs> the all the old man kind of things. But he had a great sense of humor, uh, definitely very proud to serve his country for 27 years in the army um, and was very uh, proud of his family back in West Virginia. So yeah. good memories. <laughs> Well, and when I think about um, Chooch, you know, he was uh, 44, 45 when, when he, years old when he had me. So, you know, by the time we got to around college, he was among the older parents there. Um, how did having an older parent help you looking back? Oh, wow. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, my mother was born in the late 50s. So I was essentially, you know, kind of brought up with two totally different perspectives, um, maybe at older styles of parenting. Uh, but then my sister, you know, was born in the early 80s. So I just kind of had a mix of perspectives in the household. And I think that really was a good thing, um, aside from the, the sad parts of uh, not having all the time in the world to be with your parents. Right. Having right. those perspectives just helped me maintain an open mind. Um, and I, I think it led to having diverse friend groups, being excited to travel, see the world, hear different perspectives from folks, even though they're different than mine. So I think it led to a curious mind. Um, and just uh, a lot of support and diverse perspectives. So all very, I think, positive things, aside from, you know, as hmm. mentioned, the, the lack of time being together overall. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I think is funny is I've sort of uh, adopted a, a lot of dad's habits, you know, whether it's the, you? <laughs> the, the clothes I'm wearing or, you know, the, the chain is, is uh, to signify him. So, um, <laughs> What are some things that you do to to keep his memory alive? What do you think? Um, gosh, there's a, a lot of different things, and and they're small, right? But they add up. So his favorite number was thirteen. So every time I see the number thirteen, I just think <laughs> of him. Uh, you know, I you know have to think back at you know just different memories and trying to uh, relive some of the traditions he instilled in us. Um, and just trying to, as you do, like wear mementos. I have this little box I created 
after he passed, you know, 11 year old me, I put his shirt and a bunch of cards that folks sent and pictures kids drew at the time, sending their condolences. And there's times throughout my life where I would just open it up and just smell his shirt and be like, all right, we're just going to keep moving and just put it back. And you just, you know, take it out when you, you need that time. Yeah. Um, he was also interviewed by the Library of Congress uh, to reflect on his time in Vietnam. And it's a video recording. He's, you know, sitting there with his legs crossed. And I do like to to pull that video up from time to time because that's really, you know, essentially one of the few videos out there of him. So it's mm. nice to hear his voice, see his mannerisms and just remember, uh, remember his voice when you get to get to where it's a faded memory. Yeah. Well, one thing that uh, always makes me think of my dad is the different movies uh, that we watched. Uh, oh. We we watched a lot of comedies. So, and I brought up Chris Farley uh, partly because of Tommy Boy, uh, and if you've seen that, you know it's uh, it's it's always a classic one. Um, I, I love the scene when uh he hugs big tom and you know it's hey dad you know uh any any irish family uh understands tommy boy and uh its importance but um going back to your experience with speech team before we get into radio stuff uh and I, it's understandable if you don't want to go into it i i just have to ask any interest in uh politics now or in the future oh yeah i mean i've always been um very interested in politics, very much, um, gosh, since middle school would, would follow it just out of pure interest, you know, nothing really forced or anything from my family, but certainly do um, continue to share that, that love of politics. And I know you and I have had our discussions over the years <laughs> of different events that have come and gone, but uh, you know, still very interested. I think, you know, we've seen a lot of change in our country over the past few years, some truly troubling and heartbreaking moments. Um, mm, yeah. So uh, it's perspectives certainly have changed over the years, my own perspectives on things um, due to those ex recent experiences, but I'm hopeful for the future. I think we have great generations in line that are excited and ready for change and i just hope that we uh, continue to see positive change in the future yeah all i'm gonna say is make sure you register to vote and actually show up because that's that's all that matters we need people to actually be in line mail it in whatever you have to do um might be the last one you get this last cycle so please 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 uh vote but um yeah going into uh our radio experience together uh what do you recall about going into that class i can remember pulling up uh on the motorized scooter my first day and being really nervous <laughs> wanting to make a good impression that first day um what what do you recall <laughs> early oh. on oh i'm with you jimmy i think yeah. you shared the same emotions incredibly intimidated automatically assumed everybody else knew what was going on had incredible experiences and i didn't really know a whole lot about what i was getting into but was just super excited to even have the opportunity to be involved and you know was just ready to to jump in mm -hmm. how would you describe scott <laughs> oh like one of my favorite humans in the world um, and was super sad to miss his, his recent retirement party. We were yeah, I was looking for you. during that time. Oh, I, I, I hope you guys had a good time. I, yeah. I would love to see him, but uh, words to describe him, um, firm, incredibly intelligent, passionate, kind, and just, gosh, I mean, incredibly wise um really considered him like a father figure during uh you know yeah. our times together and he you know really maintains contact with his students which is just incredible i think we were you know not to speak for yourself but i think we were blessed to have such incredible folks in the comm department leading us through those those four years were you ever late to radio class <laughs> Oh my gosh, probably. 
<laughs> I think I was like I twice. No doubt it was at some Three. point. <laughs> yeah. Well, to explain to people why we're laughing, uh, one one caveat that made you want to make sure that you're on time. If you were late to class, Scott would literally stop his lesson and you have to apologize for being late. And then the whole class, you know, glad you're here and then move on. So that was not a moment anybody wanted to have because uh, it stands alone, you know. Um, not. No. Also, 8 a.m. was the start time for radio, like the earliest that you can go. So, uh what what uh what do you need in the morning to to be ready to go sarah oh my gosh uh, uh praying that my car worked to get there i know you were <laughs> on campus so i was off campus uh yeah. at home you know just being minutes away from the university but making sure i had a strong caffeinated beverage and <laughs> <laughs> hoping my car got me there that i had enough gas <laughs> and that it didn't have to stop because right. uh Thinking ahead was not uh, was not all there at that point. <laughs> well, one thing <laughs> that made <laughs> one thing that made me stand out. Uh, anybody that recalls my time at UND, uh, and I mentioned it that I pulled up to class on a motorized scooter. I, I did drive that around uh, to get from point A to point B. Uh, and you you said that your car wouldn't start. Sometimes I didn't charge my scooter enough, <laughs> and oh, it would barely no. get me back, man. Good Lord. One, one time I was going, uh, I only had to go across the street to Good Hall for one class. Forgot to charge it that day. It was not only raining, but it was about to run out of battery as I'm going across the street to get back toward uh, Esh and uh, East Hall is where I lived. Um, did you ever spend time in the dorms or, or spend a semester in there or no? No, I, I didn't really. I went a few times to see my friend Emily Morris, who I know we both know very well and love. Yeah. Uh, now Emily Radcliffe, um, which is just so hard to believe. But um, yes, went over a few times to see her and, and some other folks, but didn't spend a whole lot of time there. But it looked like it, it would be a lot of fun. Did you enjoy your, your experience yeah. on campus? I mean, it was cool. It was like summer camp basically and i had um you know my aunt helen and joey and johnny not too far from me so i went to a lot of uh southport high school <laughs> basketball games which oh, is how yes. i knew about perry meridian um being the other school across town but um mm -hmm. another thing i wanted to document um was the uh the pledge drive i know we did that at uh, wicr mm -hmm. Endless pizza was always an incentive uh, for doing that, but um, cool experience to like be at a be at a phone bank and like take donations. <laughs> I thought, yeah, yeah. It, it's a well-oiled machine. I mean, the things that that radio department does is just incredible, and really, Doug, uh, God rest his soul, really yeah. led that initiative and was just impeccable. Like amazing humans at the comm department for sure <laughs> <laughs> um were you the ops manager at one point yeah i, was, I, I got to do a, a variety of positions that you you know all well um traffic started out in traffic freshman year which i just couldn't even believe that that interview was no joke <laughs> at all <laughs> for okay. any of these positions but then uh, got to transition to um, operations manager uh, which was a ton of fun and just couldn't believe, you know, as a college student, you have the opportunity to get paid to be on the air, right? I yeah. mean, what a better opportunity. Um, then transitioned to, to news and then did some sales at the tail end as well. Wow. Um, so what was the process? I mean, it, it's obviously different for each role, but pretty uh, extensive process to get on the management team with the whole interview uh, step by step having to do do the process <laughs> yeah it felt like a lot at the time I mean gosh you would be preparing for weeks beforehand um, but what a great experience because I mean that's how it is in the real world I know when I first got hired on right after college um, I mean I had to go through at least six different interviews so mm. I mean right. it definitely translate 
very well. Um, and I owe Scott Eaker definitely all the credit for being so thorough with our preparation because it helped tremendously, you know, getting and furthering my career for sure. I still use those same skill sets today. Yeah. Well, um, I recently had uh, Kylie Crane, now Kylie Kendall, on the program, uh, who we had in our senior project class. Uh, you were not in my group. Uh, who was in your group for senior project? Do you remember? Oh, my gosh. It was such a long time ago. <laughs> I don't remember. It's a long uh, time. I don't, it's all such a blur because I'll tell you, I had just gotten uh, a, a job and was graduating early. So I graduated in December and had just gotten a job and was just doing everything I could to get, you know, a full-time position. So to be quite honest, that whole class is, is a little bit of a blur. I know we <laughs> pick our own favorite uh, Starbucks drinks <laughs> at the time. That's the only thing I remember, which is really sad, but just had a lot to juggle at the time. Sure. Um, and so it kind of feels like a blur to be honest with you. Do you relate to that? Um, <laughs> the tail end of senior year is just tough well, there's a lot going on <laughs> i'm surprised how much i recall i and i it's sort of when it when it's a major moment in your life you can recall it um i i can remember joe asking me a question and i can remember gene asking me a question and i remember um for the project you were instructed to say uh professor bainline asked x y and z and then answer the question so it was it was pivotal to preempt your answer with the question and uh i still have my reviews uh, of the senior project and like you said i i look back on them and i'm like okay you know i did a pretty good job there um but i i remember everybody being stressed because that was that was the capstone project because if you don't pass you don't graduate that was the whole deal with that um I'm sure you did a heck of a lot better than I did. <laughs> it, um, again, that well, that's the toughest public speech you're going to give as a comm major right there. You're in front of the faculty and um, it's up to them. You know, if they don't think you're ready, then they won't pass you. Um, but again, I, you know, you'd have to be, uh, I think you'd have to make an effort to really uh, not, not pass. Um, yeah trying to think of different things we can talk about here uh we already talked about the favorite bars that we went to on a thursday or saturday night um i know you showed up for uh my 22nd birthday party uh do you have a favorite drink of choice when you get the chance oh well back then i don't think i had a favorite drink of choice because i really didn't drink that much and it was just kind of whatever was available to be honest with you um my husband at, at who i started seeing when i was 20 kind of introduced me to wine and those kinds of things so right. uh at, whenever i got a little bit older but um as far as you know now um, my, my palate has definitely evolved <laughs> college okay. for sure. So I love, uh, a dirty martini with gin, not, not, not with vodka. Um, okay. I love an Aperol spritz. Every girl probably loves an Aperol spritz or, or man. Um, and gosh, what else? I do enjoy scotch as well from time to time. Wow. Okay. How about um, you? Well, when I drink, rarely when I do, it's probably just a shot of whiskey. I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not I'm not a great uh, I'm not great when I drink. I, I've joked that when uh, when I walk better, I've had too much. <laughs> you know, so that's that's oh, always my joke. Um, also, in uh, in Ohio, they just legalized marijuana, didn't they? So yeah, uh, there was uh, this election was was pretty big. On, on a lot of different issues so okay. apparently it's it's legalized yeah everywhere except <laughs> here which is how I it know, goes it's all the surrounding states right <laughs> yeah <laughs> at this stage um and, and where you're working now uh johnson and johnson right um so uh describe to me what uh what your role is now yeah, so um, Johnson Johnson owns uh, is of course the 
a family of companies uh, and really has uh, their hands in a lot of different um, pots. So probably first thing that comes to mind is, you know, baby powder, baby shampoo, but really that consumer side is, has branched off and, and have now created their own sector. So now um, Johnson Johnson is investing in med tech. So as part of that, we have um, Janssen Pharmaceuticals, we have Ethicon, which is the company that I work under. Um, started off in sales uh, as an associate sales rep in Indianapolis, then had the opportunity to, to move uh, to Ohio for a position, um, and now am a professional education manager overseeing our medical devices. So anything from sutures um, to electrosurgery devices, anything that um, seals and cuts tissue, stapling mm. products, and then um, adjunctive hemostatic agents as well. And so basically I will onboard um, potential faculty, so surgeons, healthcare professionals that can educate other healthcare professionals on our products through in-person in courses, virtual courses, et cetera, to ensure that the devices are being used um, in a safe and efficacious way. Okay, cool. Um, you didn't have any kind of, uh, nursing or medical background in school, right? No? No, okay. nope. Okay. I did not. Uh, my mom's a nurse, <laughs> so had the, the passion of interest through her. And then of course my father as well, uh, right. just spending a lot of time, uh, at the VA hospital in Indy, but, um, no, I, I did not, but I did know that, um, the communication skills would be helpful, but that I also needed some background in business. Um, and so I had started my MBA about a, sem a semester, couple months in where I got hired at Ethicon. Um, and then now I'm trying to gain that healthcare experience in the doctorate of health science program at UND currently. Oh, wow. Cool. Good for you. The more education, the better. Uh, that, that's, that's great. Um, I know that I didn't want to go into medicine just because I, I joked with the medical majors I'm like if, if you make a mistake someone gets hurt you know if I make a mistake I might get fired um <laughs> do you uh do you have any ambition of like being a, a medical doctor uh, in the future I probably I you know I'll say this you probably don't want me to be your doctor <laughs> but I, I do at times look back and think you know, what if I had went through the nursing track because um, advocating for patients and, and I know being in the operating room um, and sales and even from time to time now is just the most incredible experience um, seeing these doctors um, help these patients go through the most terrifying experience of their life um, and helping them live a long and healthy life is just I mean, there's nothing better than that. So even just playing a very small role, even on the medical device side has been really rewarding, but mm -hmm. I, I can't help but think and look back at what that, what that path would have looked like. I think I would have really enjoyed helping patients because um, I know what it's like being on the other end and, and waiting in the waiting room for sure. Oh yeah. Empathy is <laughs> critical if you go into that field. Um when you're not working, Sarah, um, what, uh, <laughs> what, uh, television shows, music, uh, things bring you peace? Oh man, that's such a great question. And I, I want to hear your answer too, Jimmy, but, um, okay. yeah. things that give me peace, uh, when I'm not doing schoolwork or work, work, <laughs> um, is definitely spending time with my husband. We, pretty much do everything together, inseparable. And I really do love spending time with yeah. him. It gives me a lot of peace. I mean, we are two peas in the pod for sure. Um, but love to travel anywhere and everywhere. Love to be on the go. Trying new foods is always just a huge love of mine too, as, as somewhat of a foodie. <laughs> yeah. um, TV, love the office. Nothing will give me more peace than watching reruns of The Office, for sure. <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, which which Office character most resembles you? 
Oh my gosh, Moser. I don't know if any resemble me, uh, but I literally love them all for different reasons. You know, I mean, they had casted that to perfection, in, in my opinion. I love didn't that. watch it when I was younger. I, I watched it for the first time, I think, in, you know, uh, a couple years ago now, if that, maybe a year and a half ago, and just fell in love. That's just the best show ever. Yeah. Um, the more I'm, uh, the older I get, the more I like Stanley. He's just kind of cut and dry with, with oh. everything he says. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shows up on time and all he wants is a good pretzel on pretzel day can we get stanley that please goodness sake um <laughs> guilty pleasures do you have any of those oh uh, yeah for sure um gosh guilty pleasure i would say my Maybe like biscuits and gravy <laughs> or okay. a filet of fish for McDonald's. <laughs> okay. Love yeah. that. I know, like, totally uh, two pillars here, but um, my mom makes incredible vegetarian friendly biscuits and gravy. And then so does my husband with like fake sausage. Uh, they're both vegetarian and it's to die for. Like, it's delicious. Um, and he's a great cook. But then uh, I don't know if you saw. Are you a fan of Joe Rogan at all? You watch his podcasts, or I'm aware of Joe Rogan. I'm not necessarily <laughs> a fan, but I'm aware not of really him. Yeah. A fan. Yeah. Well, I happened to see. I think it was on TikTok because I, that's another guilty pleasure is probably TikTok. But um, a clip of him re referring to his love of filet o fish, but he refers to it as fillets o fishes. So that's kind of a joke between my husband and I referring filet fish to right. filets of fishes because of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Does Mark do uh, most of the cooking since he's a good cook? Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah, basically. I do, I do try, you know, especially some desserts that I think he'll like. I'll try those for sure, but he yeah. is a way better cook. So, and he enjoys it. He finds peace in cooking for sure. Whereas it feels chaotic to me and I'm always so afraid of messing it up. So I, I take pleasure in other things. <laughs> um, and I'm just asking this because this is part of mom's process when she's cooking something. Does Mark explain to you how it's prepared as he's preparing it? I feel like some um, people. If he wants me to learn, then yes, um, for sure. And he is such a great teacher i mean i always tell him i was like you need to be a professor you need to be educating for sure because i think he just makes it feel so simple but then when you're the one doing it it's not so simple right <laughs> but yes he does so your mom does the same thing well we we talk about food a lot like food is one of the main things with mom and she documents a lot of the meals that she makes and posts it on facebook and i'm like you know like can we you know I don't really care. I exhibit A is is me and how well mom cooks. You know, you don't need any uh any further proof than me to know that she's good. So um, you know, I talking about my guilty pleasures. We'll go ahead and get into it since I didn't reveal it. Um, yeah, you know. Well, it's trash TV, so you know, prepare yourself. Uh, Flavor of Love. Have you seen that? That's a tremendous show. Oh, summer of love. No, it's, it's no Netflix, right? flavor, flavor of love, flavor, flavor of love. Is this on <laughs> Netflix? Where can I find this? This is on Hulu and this is from like the early 2000s. It's uh, the rapper Flavor Flav. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's basically him uh, doing The Bachelor, uh, finding, finding his girlfriend. A um, <laughs> oh, couple seasons of that. that. Say it again. How's that turn out? <laughs> about as well as you can expect uh he he ends up giving nicknames to all the girls in the house so you know it's like one girl uh he nicknames something because he he's like you are something and then this is what the show is infamous for she ended up going number two on the floor in the house <laughs> which is like what you know you'll never see that again on any other live television show so again, yeah. guilty pleasure, flavor of love, 
it's on it's on Hulu and, and Paramount Plus, possibly. But uh you can stream that now. Rock of Love, same deal. Brett Michaels as like the bachelor, uh trying to find his girlfriend. Uh, and I wanted to ask you this because it's like the most popular show right now. Are you watching uh, The Golden Bachelor? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me about Love is Blind because I, I we can am talk about that. Sure. Yeah, love Love is Blind, but not a big Bachelor, you know, watcher overall. But I think okay. The Golden Bachelor is probably pretty interesting. Are you are you tuning in? I love Gary. So I want things to work out for Gary. He's from Indiana. <laughs> You know, um, and he has the chance to uh, pick somebody who dated Prince, which is interesting. Um, so I don't know if it'll actually work out, though. I think it's very possible they'll break up and then, you know, something happens. But no. we'll see. So you're drawn to the love reality shows. Jimmy, I didn't know. Well, it's interesting. You know, it's <laughs> like it's it's uh, that. That's the best of reality TV, in my view. Uh, it's better than the Kardashians. Uh, what, what Do you have an opinion on the Kardashians? I do watch every week. In addition oh. to my husband, we are Kardashian watchers. Um, was it in the past, but since it moved to Hulu, have been an avid watcher. So I, I enjoy it. I love watching their style evolve and change and I, I i really do enjoy that aspect how they do their hair makeup the wardrobe mm -hmm. i mean the content itself you know is mm -hmm. i don't know I, I really enjoy it i'm not gonna lie I, that's probably another guilty pleasure <laughs> how, how is uh how would you say the hulu show is different from e i mean it's it's streaming so they probably can they curse on there like is there anything bleeped um I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I pay okay. too much attention All to right. be honest with you, but I think the ease of access is just incredible. And we, um, you know, haven't had cable since we had our first apartment back in, I don't know, years ago when I was 20, 21, maybe. Um, so I, I think it's just easier because um, we always use streaming networks have not been paying for cable. And I think a lot of folks are in that boat and yeah. anything that can go to these networks these streaming networks or on is on youtube even we watch a lot of youtube and it's two thumbs up for sure cool um i remember you took home uh several different awards uh throughout our time at the communication dinner um what would you say is your biggest accomplishment looking back oh biggest accomplishment gosh I there's so many folks like yourself that were way 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 more talented than myself I felt like I really and it's the truth I really felt like there's so many incredibly talented folks um in our class and folks above and below us in the comm department in general so I you know can't say there was anything that stood out I just felt so appreciative of the opportunity to be part of it even just being in the class and having the opportunity to have a spot you know on the radio every single week to me it was just opening a door that I never thought would be possible and you know although I'm not in radio or tv today the skills I learned just transferred incredibly well and just gave me um, really just kind of this fulfillment that I hadn't had in, in the past and just true enjoyment. Um, but looking back, I, I would say my happiest and proudest moment was probably being um, assigned and uh, given the opportunity to be an op the operations manager and or the traffic director. I was equally as happy for both opportunities and just couldn't believe that uh, Scott took a chance on me. It made a huge difference. Um, how difficult was prep for music shifts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably should have spent a little bit more time <laughs> prepping. What about you? Did you spend like a, a good amount of time prepping? I, I have a feeling you did. <laughs> I normally spent... Uh, I would say at least half an hour 
on a, if I had an hour on on air, I would give it half an hour of just seeing what I could find. Although the beauty, and I'm not recommending this to personalities, the beauty <laughs> of uh, being at a jazz station is there was like sometimes seven minutes you know with each song so like mm -hmm. you had enough time to prepare some things while the shift was going on um another thing i want to mention too just because you know you don't realize it at the time a lot of uh people that dad played with were on the station you know so like being and able me. to um experience that and you know be a part of the fabric of the program and and talk about uh, the foundation of music you know it started with jazz and we're here now so um even though we had a, a a very particular demographic that we had to appeal to it's awesome to have the the jazz background as a 20 year old that was very cool oh yeah totally and then to have your dad know some of these folks i mean your prop was definitely a lot more extensive and uh, higher quality than what I was delivering for sure. <laughs> um, did, uh, also, uh, since you mentioned dad being uh, always involved and in knowing what was going on with me, uh, did your parents ever react to you being on the air? Like, I heard you. That's awesome. That was always cool for oh. me. <laughs> yes, I think we, sh we share that with our parents for sure. Um, and, you know, my mom would always like share my shifts, like schedule. And of course she knew because I was at home, you know, uh, living with her uh, throughout my college uh, education. So uh, she always would share it to her Facebook and tell her friends. And um, I definitely kept trying to keep it on the down low, <laughs> but she was, she was sharing with everyone. <laughs> awesome. Um future ambitions Sarah do you have any future ambitions oh my goodness um truly I mean just to have a happy healthy life I you see so many things going on in the world that's just heartbreaking folks going through things I mean mm -hmm. I, I think about even you time to time you know and, Thank and, you. and you, your mom went through with your dad because it's just it's unbearable. And I hate to see that going on. And those things happen to, to folks I love for sure. But, um, you know, ambitions, you know, aside from being happy and healthy is um, hope to, you know, have a family within the next few years. Hard to believe. Um, yeah. I'm at a point to, to say that. <laughs> yeah, but sure. um, just continue to um, evolve my, my career, um, definitely open to where that takes me with, um, you know, this, uh, doctorate of health science degree. I hope to be done with it next year, fingers crossed. So I All would right. love to be able to graduate <laughs> next year. So, um, certainly have that on the docket and, um, we're in Ohio, but certainly open to, to getting back to Indiana or, uh, wherever life takes us, we're certainly <laughs> up for the adventure. Um, sure. Those are a few of mine. How about you, Jimmy? Man, um, I'll tell you the truth. I'm over 100 episodes uh, with this project. So, you know, I'm past the syndication number. Uh, I'm not saying I'm done with it. It will always be an ongoing uh, tape of my life. But uh, I'm ready to find the full-time job so I can start earning again and, and pay for some things. That's the main goal for me uh, is to find a stable income. Cause you know, I've shot my shot <laughs> with, with this industry a couple of times and um, you know, it's emotionally violent. You crash and burn and you can be out anytime. So something that's uh, stable and pays the bills is what appeals to me now as I approach my thirties. Oh my God. I'm almost 30. It's hard to believe. But um yeah. Sarah, it's I, I really um let me tell you something. It's uh I, I didn't worry about you uh too much after graduation. I figured, you know, um yeah, well no, no, of course not. Um no, I, honestly, I really didn't worry about uh you finding your path. Uh you always seemed like you were on um, you know, a particular plan and I'm not surprised that uh, you're successful. It's uh, it's so great to see you and to uh, document your story today. 
thank you for making my show better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. You have had <laughs> such incredible guests and it's such a, a privilege to have the opportunity to, to chat, to catch up, hear all the great things you're doing and, and talk about success. I mean, hearing that yeah. from you is the biggest compliment. Um, oh, you have always thanks. been reaching for the stars, achieving all these incredible things, having just a well diverse, um, you know, repertoire of experiences. Um, so I'm super excited to see all the great things that you do. And gosh, look at how media has changed. I mean, even since we were <laughs> scary, in college, huh? right? The opportunities yeah. are abundant. And so I'm really, really excited to see all the great things that you continue to do. Thank you. I, um, I'm worried about AI. I'm going to just say it right now. You're I, worried? A little bit. Yeah. What? what are you worried about? Let's unpack this. <laughs> well, I, quickly, I just think that AI might get so good that you may not even need the human touch anymore. Mm. I don't know. And I love computers. I love technology. You know, my show has been able to be recorded from my home studio now, uh, and it's it's wonderful. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sort of an artist at heart. You know, I, I want there to be human feeling yeah. in everything that gets created and put out there. So yeah. um, that but that's not to say that AI doesn't have its uses. So you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you better not say trust the process. This is this that cannot be the answer to this question, but um, best piece of advice you've ever received. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something profound <laughs> because uh, a lot of the sayings probably come from my mom that have just a little bit of a southern twist to it. So I'm trying to think of something that would be, you know, appropriate for all listeners, right? Um, yeah. No, but I think, um, gosh, there's so many, there's so many great things. I think that, you know, we were, you know, thinking back to college taught uh, a lot of lessons we, we learned in a short amount of time. Right. But I think just being your true and authentic self, mm. um, is incredibly important. Um, not that there's a, you know, really a clever saying to go along with it, but um, and, and that means sticking up for what you believe in. That means uh, having an open mind, but being able to speak your own with poise and um, assertiveness, I think is, is really, really important. Um, and that's something that you can take with you throughout your whole life. And I think people appreciate transparency and authenticity in a world where we don't mm. see necessarily a lot of that. Wonderful answer. Um, I, I'll say this, and this just applies to me, but it can apply to you. Best advice I've ever received, just be Jimmy. You know, that's the best I can do. And hopefully um, our advice gets passed on to you. Sarah, thank you again uh, for for being on the program and for being a light to me. It's been a great show. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Really appreciate it. All right. Uh, folks, to check out this episode, uh, you can follow me at JBK on air on all social media platforms. Also, make your way over to linktree.com slash JBK on air for all things related to the show, including a link to donate to the program. Until next time, have a great day and a better tomorrow.